0: Sounds like that sweet bird of salesmanship. He don't bite. He just buys. He don't peck. He just checks you out. At the counter. He's a checkout bird. A clerk, if you will. see yeah, how I bring it all full circle because I made clerks (laughs) oh it's fat Kev Smith man and that bird of salesmanship Jonathan Livingston cell goal. could only mean one thing man I'm gonna whore some shit at you right now I gotta pay some bills bitch does it irritate you if this puts you off in some way you find this distasteful the fuck you think all this good shit happens man bird of salesmanship's flying look up come see a smodco show oh oh come see a smodco show what up bird come see a smodco show sing it come see a smodco show that's right man if you're a fan of hollywood babylon we're coming back with vengeance all august long man every saturday night me and ralph doing hollywood babylon together All over each other on our necks and chests, and maybe a little bit on our back, man. Uh, August fourth at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater. August eleventh at the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano. August eighteenth at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater, and then August twenty fifth, me and Ralph take our shit international. That's right, man, international Babylon, Uh, Hollywood Babylon in Ottawa. My Ottawa debut. Ottawa up there in Ontario. Ottawa Babylon at the Centerpoint Theater. August 25th. For tickets to every Babylon show I'm talking about, go to babylonkev.com, B-A-B-B-L-E-O-N-K-E-V.com. Or, pop on over to csmod.com, man, because csmod.com will tell you about other shows, not just Babylon. For example, Portland, I'm coming to you. Yeah, Oregon. Not me. touch your organ man deep man get up there Futs around a little bit i guess that doesn't sound sexy <laughs> term futs. uh portland oregon man the aladdin theater it's me and scott Mosier doing smodcast live in front of people that's right august 17th me and scott Mosier, aladdin theater portland oregon uh celebration six star wars celebration six the chapin theater in orange county uh, at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, I should say. Orlando, I love you. Orlando, August 23rd, 7 p.m. Man, come check me out. I'm be making all sorts of non-num jokes like fucking non-num. You ever notice non numb's face looks like my mouth was pussy? It's a trap. You know, shit like that. Mixing up my references and whatnot. Then, get old. Jay and Silent Bob get old at the Fan Expo Canada show. That's right. You love comics? Come see some comics. Some, see, some come see me and Jay. Go to smodcast.com. Listen to any episode of Jay and Silent Bob get old. That's pretty much what going to be. Right up there at the Fan Expo Canada, August 24th. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Tickets available at C-Smod. These are the, show, the shows that I'm going to be in this week. Uh, of course, there's a new Fat Man on Batman uh, that played, came up last week, midweek, uh, that I did with Ralph Garman. Go give it a listen. There'll be a new one dropping this week as well. Brand new episode of Fat Man on Batman. Brand new episode of Smoothie Makers went up last week uh, with Roger Corman and William Shatner. Give that a listen. It's pretty damn fascinating. Brand new Plus One went up last week as well um, with Harley uh, playing her bass on stage for the first time on rock and roll show. And some tape, we had some audio, some delightful audio gold of a 25-year-old Jen Schwabach doing an interview for USA Today. So go check those out at smodcast.com. Spoilers, man. Uh, Last week, we watched The Watch and talked to Len Wiseman. This week, we see Total Recall, which Len Wiseman directed, and we talked to Malin Ackerman. Uh, Go to hulu.com slash spoilers. Canada, you can watch it on space on the Space Network, or on Space Channel, I should say, or Spacecast uh, dot com. Uh, if you love games, fun and games, and who doesn't, man? Who doesn't love to have their mind uh, mind pussy tickled? You know how you make that happen? Go to smartcade.com, smarcade.com s-m-a-r-c-a-d-e.com dot com. Pick up one of our games, man. Uh, Let Us Dance, which is totally free, or uh, Too Fat to Fly, which costs ninety nine cents, It'll give you hours of enjoyment as you make me uh, f- do something I can't do in real life. Fucking fly. Uh, if, if that don't tickle your fancy, you want to watch more free shit, you're like, where's more free? Go to the YouTube channel, SIT, Smodco Internet Television, YouTube.com slash csmod. You can watch clips of me and Ralph doing Hollywood Babylon on the Electus uh, channel loud on YouTube, YouTube.com slash loud. Uh, As always, the portal for all the things we do, man, our our, our vag, if you will, the vagina, the vagine, the wizard sleeve of Smodco is uh, Smodcast.com. Click on that. It'll take you anywhere you want to go in our universe. Uh, Meantime, without further ado, man, enough whoring, man. Let's let that bird fly. Go ahead, fly, little bird. All right, man, enough of this shit. Get ready for a brand new Smodco podcast starting now.
1: This is Jack Morrissey. Welcome to episode 41 of Team Jack, which we just uh, two seconds ago decided, jointly decided to title 19, and Cohen, don't spell it out. All right, I got it, man. Just have the number. If
2: that's my one job this week, 1941,
1: I got it. Steven Spielberg, um, the must-see must Steven Spielberg movie uh, for either all th- Steven Spielberg aficionados. It's either that
2: or The Terminal, so.
1: Yeah, The Terminal would be number two on that list.
3: Mm-hmm. Although um, the terminal made a lot more money than 1941. Sure yeah, yeah think that's true. But I think
1: 1941 def- has 1941 has gotten another look in recent years. I don't hate it. Yeah? When was the last time you saw it? In the last year? Yeah.
2: I bought it on Blu-ray or anything. See?
1: It got another look. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> <From> I, was, <laughs> I was the person giving it another
2: look.
3: Now 10 people have seen
1: it. <laughs> um, with us this week for this episode, uh, we skipped a week. Sorry about that, folks. For those of you who um get agitated by our absence on Twitter. Uh
2: all five of you.
1: Yeah, well th- there are a few. Um it's Matt Cohen as always. Hello. And back with us for ha-
3: number 5.
1: Episode 5 for you. Yeah. Steve Henges. Hello, hello. Who this uh weekend uh jumped in like a fucking champ and uh did with me uh, my first day of open water scuba diving. Also Eric Odom, also Chris McDaniel. And uh, Steve has been certified for how long?
3: Uh, about two years.
1: And and not that really this podcast has anything to do with self-contained underwater breathing apparatus certification, but um, my desire to get into that arose out of a conversation that I had with Steve actually coming back from your last appearance on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, which weekend, we recorded yeah. at Greg Yolen's apartment. Um, as we were driving back, you remarked that you were going scuba diving in San Diego for your birthday that weekend. Right. And I asked you what scuba certification entailed and in your uh, traditionally or historically brief and concise <laughs> <Succinct>. communications... <laughs> You sold me in about one minute, and I was like, yes, I'll be having that. I want to do that. And and did it live up? It totally did. It totally did. For anyone out there who's ever remotely considered the possibility of completely, completely, completely and technically and comprehensively leaving every definition of comfort zone, I can't recommend scuba diving enough. It was awesome. It's totally awesome. So we had three dives out at Catalina Island, Casino off the coast Point, of Southern California this yep. weekend. Speaking of 1941, there so you see, go it's already see? tying itself it comes back together. around. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> we did not see any um, Japanese or submarine Japanese or <laughs> U boats on the bottom, um, but uh, yeah. So we had three. We had three dives off of uh, Casino Point in Avalon Harbor at Catalina Island, which is also kind of an awesome california um, island
3: it's a nice getaway for for like an hour boat ride it's like a different little different beach beach world town
1: totally yeah and i kind of want to i think we talked about this i want to go back there for an overnight just to uh go drinking honestly it's good
3: it's good for them yeah i did that last year for my birthday we went a bunch of us went down for two nights and dove during the day and just got
1: drank at night shit faced at night and you're not really meant to do that though are you
3: Well, drinking and scuba diving, yeah, it's not
1: after after diving, but not before.
3: Never before. Uh, But you know, a lot of boats you go out on will have you know coolers full of beer that, and people are pretty good about never cracking that beer until the last dive. That's interesting. Um, You just that's something you don't want to ever do because
1: it's
3: you know there's so many things that can go wrong underwater. To add alcohol to it is
1: just. But there's also something specific about adding alcohol to to your your blood. The nitrogen, yeah, it's it's, the mix
3: is just not good. Pardon me. Huh. It is not uh, recommended.
1: But, so what do we see underwater in addition to Eric Odom and Chris McDaniel swimming around?
3: Uh, well, we saw
1: lots of orange fish. Well, we but, saw incredibly high kelp forest.
3: Yes. Um, you guys didn't see the sea bass, right?
1: We did not see oh. the sea bass. You saw it once or we twice. We saw it
3: twice. A 400-pound giant sea bass. How do you know is, it was
1: 400 pounds?
3: That's what the average. That's what, the, that's what uh, oh, really? uh, Laura was saying. Right, okay. Uh, my dive buddy. But uh, um they're like cows of the sea. They just sit there. They they don't. They're just so big. You're not. You don't expect to see anything that big. That's so non-threatening underwater, right? Um, and they're they're harmless as as can be. But just anything that big, you start. To, you're you know, woohoo. yeah. Um, and they move very slowly, but uh, they're pretty fascinating. Just to see something that large, that close to you underwater is is is, is fun. How
1: large? How large if you if you pulled it out of the drink and you literally stood it miraculously. You stood it on its I, bottommost fin, and how tall would it be off the floor of your? It was five
3: house? feet by five feet. What five feet? Five long? feet tall from from nose to back of the tail to maybe maybe four feet wide. I mean
2: they're they're thick. I'm looking at yeah. pictures of a uh, giant sea bear. That's fucking terrifying. Imagine
3: running coming around a kelp forest, running it, looking into that. That won't, that won't be happening
1: any time <laughs> ever for me. That is hilarious. I don't go in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. But let's see. Matt, let's see, Matt Cohen.
3: What's crazy is I've been diving for several years now. I've only seen one sea bass wow, in Catalina yeah. before, and on Look this trip, mouth. I saw two of them.
1: Which the same is, one twice?
3: I don't know. I she said the, the second one to me looked a lot smaller, but. Right. You know, I I wasn't as close the second one when right. we saw it the same time. So it's possible it could be the same one just swimming away from me. Right. Um. But I feel like it was because we were in a de- completely different part of the of the. Here's guy.
2: one at Catalina Island with a guy in frame for uh, reference.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's insane. It's insane. It's like yeah. a car.
2: Yeah. It's
3: like a small. it is like a car. Small VW.
1: Yeah. Um. Spoken like a true Houstonian, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> you have a problem with those W's. <laughs> um, what was the worst part of that day? Was it getting up at five in the morning? Um, Saturday? No, the traffic home was is always the worst part for me. Yeah, it was a little um, chunky.
3: I don't mind getting up early. I mean, it's it, you know, it's like a shoot day. You get yeah. up, crack a dawn. It's you know, yeah. Um, it's nice. It kind of breaks the routine a little bit. I kind of I'm, tend to be a very routine person. So anything that kind of breaks me out of that is always welcome. Right. Um, right. You know, and that's the city's actually great that, that early. Um, totally. And yeah. It was uh, so easy just
1: flying yeah, we, right I mean, down there to Long Beach.
3: Yeah. I mean, at that time in the morning, we got down there. It took us, you know, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. Whereas it took us an hour and 15 minutes to get home. Yep. Um, you know, it's just nice and it's a great, it a great, day. great boat ride. And I highly recommend the Commodore Lounge
1: yeah exactly <laughs> on the uh, catalina express yeah. for like 10 bucks extra or whatever it is
3: and it's Everything's just, it's just a little better way. and a little nicer it's such a good way to do it i mean i've taken a lot of boats from san pedro like dive boats out to catalina and that takes an hour and a half out hour, 2 hours Oof. and those are small boats and so it's if it's rough seas you know it's yeah. it's it's hard you're puking uh, yeah it's i've my very first open water dive was uh, the boat. We hit some choppy water, and even the instructors were over the side, ch- you know, blowing yeah. chunks. And <laughs> 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 that's when I was like, I don't know if scuba's for me.
1: <laughs>
3: but uh, that's know. awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, moving from the ocean to the multiplex, I'm just thinking. I was telling these guys before we started rolling. I saw the new Todd Solondz movie over the weekend, Dark Horse, which. I don't know. I guess I. it definitely, by the third act, sort of had me a little enthralled or whatever, but it was really bleak and grim. Um,
2: Like every other Todd Solon's fucking movie?
1: More or less, yeah. Yeah.
2: Not for me.
1: And, uh, Cohen, you weren't here when I was discussing with Steve that apparently um, Condon and I saw it at the, formerly the Man's Chinese Six, which is now just... The Chinese six is man's theaters. Oh, they drop What's the man. left of oh. man's theaters, yeah. which is probably now literally down to three or four houses here yeah. in Southern California. Sold it off to a group of private investors led by one guy who was kind of a movie producer. Are they
2: turning it into a nightclub or something? Well, or they were going to, right? Really? They've
1: stripped out the lobby, sort of, and they've, they've redone the lobby kind of arc light style. So now they have a poured cement floor. It's very dark and gray in there. And yeah, I do think they turn the lobby into a... Or they're trying to turn the lobby of the... Of the theater. Be the, of the sixplex. Okay, yeah, yeah. Into a sort of a night spot thing. They can't really do anything <sighs> with the... Our actual theater. Arguably, and really probably not arguably. <coughs> Sorry, we all have dry coughs here. Um, the most famous movie theater in the world, almost without question, is the Grauman's Chinese Theater. And... That was included, obviously, in part of the sale. That's all. That's a national historic landmark here in the United States. The yeah, they can't not, touch the big, the
2: big theater, but they can get rid of the six, right?
1: They could do whatever they want with the six. And the six never really took off. The six is part of the Hollywood and Highland Complex. Which that houses. as a whole never
3: really took off I, I, compared to like... Well, the,
1: it, not, well, within the last two or three years or so, it's really happening in a major way with a whole... In, that, in a way that's very typical of Los Angeles. It's happening with and for populations and uh, demographics that you don't encounter in your daily life. But when you go down there during the day, it's absolutely packed with tourists, both domestic and international. And then at night, that gives way sort of to a more clubby thing because they have a club called the Highlands right. on the fourth level. Um and the
2: and they have that bowling alley and the hard the what is it Hard Rock Lucky Strike and, Lucky Strike
1: yeah. Bowling Alley they have not a, Hard
2: Rock Rolling Stone they do it Rolling Stone opened they a they have restaurant. a
1: Rolling Stone restaurant they also do have a Hard Rock Cafe bar thing that oh, fronts they, Hollywood they, Boulevard I didn't know that. and uh they also have the formerly now Kodak Theater which is just uh rebranded the Dolby Theater right which is the has been the home now for. 10 or 11 years for the, the of the Academy Awards, as well as now a permanently parked Iris. Cirque du Soleil show. Which Iris. Is, Iris. Which is yeah. called Iris, right? Yeah.
3: Which is Iris uh, for which French is, people. Which isn't yeah. bad, actually.
1: No, Taylor Lautner has seen it like three times. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He's obsessed with it. It's. I mean, I, it, I haven't seen it once. It's
3: worth seeing. I mean, it's not uh, the best circus. It's all about the history seen. of
1: movie making. Well, yeah,
3: sort of, kind sort
1: of. It's in circus it, it style, there, right. It gets there in, se- in
3: second act, but uh, it's it's there's enough film history in it to you know to interest any film buff. Right. But it's not. I, I kind of went in expecting a lot more right. um, of the film stuff, and it it didn't really come. It came very late, but there is a lot of cool things that like there's you know they use their use of cameras is interesting. Right. Um you know live action cameras you know throughout that are going through the audience and through the, the actual stage is not huh. like fun. Huh. Um and it's it's a good circus Soleil show and it's a good I mean for in town permanent show it's fun. Have you seen a number of them? I've probably seen them all. I'm no obsessed kidding. with like all the all the Vegas ones I've seen. What's the best? Uh Ka is by far my favorite. That's Which is the one at, at the uh, MGM Grand. Okay. That's the one where the stage literally goes vertical at one point and there's a, you know, a, a battle sequence vertically wow. that you know, I was, I I saw it years ago when it first opened and I think it was still in previews. And I was like, kind of like, like Spider-Man today and Broadway's like, I was watching going, someone's going to die. Cause this is wow. just in, you know, people, Impossible. so many people in the air on wires battling and it's just, wow. it was, it was a, a visual overload. Wow. Um, and I thought. Oh, was good before that. And which to is me. At the Bellagio, that was Right. Yeah. Now, and I, to me, Ka made Oh look like a high school production. No kidding. Um, so that's been hard, that's been a high bar to surpass. And I haven't, I didn't love reverend Didn't even, didn't, I didn't love Love, which is the Beatles one. I mean, I love the Beatles, but, right. you know, but it's funny. I, everyone has a different interpretation of that. I mean, I went, I was left very cold from the Beatles. Um circus Soleil show, but the people next to me who were much older and lived through that generation were openly bawling.
1: I loved it, dude. That you, that's you, my favorite circus show. Really? I've okay. seen like
2: at least ten or something. Oh. I oh.
3: love. Are my you a favorite. hardcore
1: Beatles fan?
2: Own. Yeah, but I was also a hardcore mushroom enthusiast, so that might have helped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but like a lot of them are just a little too fucking French for me, and it's like I I get what you're doing, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. Too abstract for you? Way too abstract. I'm not really into performance yeah. art per se.
3: Well, that's yeah. kind of what I liked about Ka the most is it had the most narrative story that I've seen in a in a Cirque du Soleil show. Okay. Um, you know, very simple. You know, princess, hero. You know, saving her. But it at least it had a narrative.
1: Um, As a um Registered and almost scuba certified, um, garden variety dumb American. Let me ask a dumb American question: which is, we all know it's called Cirque du Soleil. Are they international? Do they have? Oh yeah. Cirques all around the world now. Absolutely, so, yeah. Really, I and they so. have for like all the ma- major almost, cities of the almost world. Almost twenty years they've been traveling like Poughkeepsie with
2: Poughkeepsie? Um, they do. They have Bayon. a. Tra- they have a traveling tour. They do. They take like. Um, they have like a circus sur- stage show every year they take around america domestically yeah there's like it comes here and usually sets up
3: by the santa
1: monica, santa monica pier usually pier.
2: but then they yeah, have yeah. stuff in like berlin and london and like they'll have a permanent they'll have a um a six-month run somewhere in europe or something or asia
1: right, right. interesting like a proper traveling circus like ringling closest Bro- thing ringling to Ringling Brothers Brothers, and, yeah. Barnum and bailey circus which is the oldest circus here in the states and that may be international as well for all i know I don't- so, I think that's strictly I American. I think that's a
2: very American kind of circus. I don't know yeah. how that'd play overseas. Like dark yeah, circus just, it, it, from it can't something compare. like I mean, it.
3: I, I I, used to, growing up, I went to the Barnum and Bailey Circus every year. And then right. I went a few years ago with my niece and nephew. And was like, after Awful. seeing so many Circus Soleil shows, which don't incorporate live animals, but right.
1: was just like, eh.
2: <laughs> there were so many, especially when I'm, I'm from in New York, there was one called the um, Big Apple Circus. Or that's right. Big Top. Was it Big yeah. Top or Big Apple? I think it was the big cops. it was urban big top, uh, the, yeah. yeah it was the urban one which, which <laughs> yeah. basically means it was the black circus <laughs> right but there, everyone would still go like all the little white kids from my town and stuff and it That's was just hilarious always very it was like it was like p-funk everyone looked like george clinton everyone had like <laughs> giant hats on and shit it was awesome <laughs> and then i saw the moscow circus once when i was really little huh they did a tour here and it was a whole big deal and they had like fucking Grizzly bears, or something, I remember, like oh. dancing or on unicycles. Of course they did. They're Russian. Something Russian. Yeah, yeah.
1: Of course they're Russian.
2: Um, I'm not really a circus guy. I went, the last time I went to a circus, other than a circus show, I think I was like 18 and there was one in the parking lot of a mall and we right. somehow snuck in right before it was over and it was just awful. And it just seems like they're cruel to animals more so than zoos, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially the animal circus ones. You know yeah. what I mean? Like your traditional three ring. Yeah. Elephant, horse, thing. Dick Grayson. I don't fucking know.
1: Dick Grayson for the win. Um, none of you guys have seen anything lately?
3: I saw Total Recall, unfortunately.
1: Oh, okay. So, always, always, like, I'm. sometimes you have these moments in podcast podcast land where you're like, oh, okay, well, the first thing I'm thinking about is that I had a shrink session yesterday, and the shrink said that he saw it. And the shrink and I talked about it. And should I really say that I see a shrink on? You air? waste like shrink
2: time talking about movies. Almost. <laughs> all you the gotta fucking prioritize, almost dude. Almost all the Come time. Come
1: on. Hate to say, and it's like, don't the for me the only rule of podcasting You're just paying is for a buddy. Don't pump the brakes, pump the gas. Yeah, so, that's right. So yeah, I talk. My uh, shrink goes to see almost every horror movie that comes out. And so very often I'll get this during a session. I saw Underworld Awakening this weekend, and I'll just start shaking my head. <laughs> go, it was good. I liked it. You know,
3: oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. How did now, how, did, then how do you take him seriously? <laughs> I know. Real quick, because, I, because Steve saw Total me, Recall.
1: a shrink and, is a luxury.
2: And, real quick, yeah. because, because is. Steve saw Total Recall and it's relevant. I did see a, a movie. I saw Point Break, a, a silent film, silent film, CineFamily.
1: At the silent movie theater. Yeah, which was awesome. I've never seen it.
2: You've never seen it at all.
1: Never seen Point Break.
2: Okay, have yeah. seen Point Break?
1: Maybe I should the, see it in preparation. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Patrick Patrick oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's
2: amazing. It plays like a fucking the best comedy you've ever seen in your life with a crowd. It's the most ridiculous film ever. At one point, Patrick Swayze throws a dog at someone. <laughs> <laughs> he throws like a pit bull at Keanu Reeves during like a chase through a neighborhood. Like, really? oh,
3: that's right. That was a that was one of the big first steady cam chase sequences. Yeah, it was
2: good. Like the wow. movie is it goes from being really cool to being really ridiculous. Like it was just a it was a fun. I I like seeing movies like that. Like I saw uh, Buckaroo Banzai at the new Bev and it was the same thing where movies that were never comedies just become the most I've laughed in a movie theater in a year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Exactly. And
2: then there's that movie Clown I'm, I'm debating
1: on seeing is that Bob Gold? No, or that's not? the
2: Danish film that Draft House picked up that's winning all those awards. It's about two buddies in their 40s who every year they go on like a week-long sex vacation where they just try to have as much sex as possible. Mm-hmm. And this year they get stuck with one of their like 9-year-old nephews. Okay. So it's these two guys trying to like go all across like Den- Denmark and fuck all these chicks with this little 9-year-old boy with them and it's super raunchy and dirty and like right. it's winning a lot of awards
1: and shit. Huh. Interesting. It's K
2: L O W N. It just it has a week-long run, I
1: think. Huh. Interesting. I'm gonna check that out. Okay, so Total Recall. So here's what I'm curious about. All right. Only saw the original, which was directed by Paul Verhoeven. Right. Once.
2: I've never seen the original, so I'm gonna tap out so we don't get spoiled.
1: Okay. Because <laughs> I do want to watch. Um, I heard there's three boobs in it. One of my favorite websites, Hollywood and Swine. Right. Um. Sent out a sent out one of their stories yesterday. You have to pull that stick up, Cohen. Pull that stick out of your ass. Um, that uh, Paul Verhoeven was being released from movie jail to make room for Len Weissman, <laughs> who directed this remake.
3: The sad part is he's not in movie jail yet. No. I mean, it, this is finally what does it.
1: Speaking of Underworlds. Oh, God. Um, but for me, um, the remake. <laughs> the remake had... Uh, had a presence at Comic-Con both this past July, last month, and July 2011, where they brought one of the cop cars and two of the sort of robot security... Right, the sentries. Sentries or whatever they are, and set them up um, on sort of the common ground or no-man's land, whatever you want to call it, between the Hard Rock Hotel and the light rail tracks that uh, are right near the convention center, right in front of the convention center. So I saw the cop car last year, and they had a, you know, really the only identifying mark on the cop car was a big decal that said Republic of New London,
3: right, I think. Or New, New think. Brit- or New Britain, I think. New Britain? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and then this year they had more vehicles and more costumes, more Robot sort of stormtrooper looking things. Um the trailer, it's sort of the conventional wisdom amongst the geeks set is that the trailer was very well received. Generally yeah, I was speaking. actually I
3: went Friday opening day because I was for something I wasn't at all interested in the trailers got me interested in it. Right. And, and you know, I was like, Oh, this could be something that's quite you know there's always that movie that comes late summer that right. surprises me. And it's usually an August movie. Right. And I thought this was gonna be it. And mm-hmm. it just
1: I mean, for me, All right, but let's when was the last time you saw the original? Uh, which is based on a novel by Philip K. Dick. Right. Uh, it ha- Author of Do Androids Stream of Electric Sheep, which became Blade Runner.
3: You know, actually, the, I saw a retrospective screening of Total Recall with uh, Michael Ironside, who came and at the, at, at the Egyptian, mm-hmm. um, probably 15 years ago. Uh, okay. It was right when the Re- Egyptian had just reopened.
1: Okay. Um, Home of the American Cinematheque. Right.
3: And it was great. I mean, it was, I mean, I, I you know, I, I worked in a movie theater when Total Recall came out. So, wow. you know, yeah. And,
1: uh, where the fuck did I see Total Recall? <laughs> Why can't I recall where I saw Total Recall? It's totally weird. Late 80s,
3: late 80, I think, what, what year 18, was that Steve? Eighty. I think it was
1: 89, maybe
3: crossing into 90,
1: I'm not sure, but. Then I had to have seen it in um, suburban St. Louis. But
3: I, I was a big fan of Total Recall when it first came out and it held up for me when I saw it again. I mean, it's, it's in, you know, what I like about Paul Verhoeven is he doesn't take himself too seriously generally. Um, and while you love or hate him, there's, there's an element of camp and fun and excitement to
1: 1990. it.
3: 1990. Okay. And it, uh, that's so, and I think Total Recall, The original had that fun, campy, crazy, extremely violent um, sensibility, and yet it didn't take itself too seriously. And the problem with this one is... this was
1: Mr. Verhoeven's follow-up to RoboCop.
3: Was it RoboCop or was it Basic Instinct? Basic Instinct came after... Basic Instinct
1: was after. Right. It It was RoboCop, Total Recall, and then he goes back to this territory much later in the 90s with um, Starship Starship Troopers. Yep which was is
3: much more campy and and still extremely violent but right. uh this you know it's PG-13 so mm-hmm. there is very little I mean the violence is Yeah there. it's already been diluted. Yeah. But it ta- the problem with it is it takes itself so seriously that it's not any fun. There's no right. life to it. Um right. and you know, I, I don't have a problem with Colin Farrell, I don't have a problem with Kate Beckinsale, I don't have a problem with Jessica Biel. I mean, they all Kate
1: Beckinsale who it must be noted is married to the right director. and you can tell
3: her her that Again, role speaking of underworld. is much bigger in this version than the Sharon Stone who played it in the uh, the original. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, she probably has more screen time than Jessica Biel. Actually, I know she has more screen time than Jessica Biel. Wow. Um so it just uh, but there's no great sequence. There's no, like, something that's new. Even the woman with three breasts, which is something from the first one, because it's PG-13, you see it for all it's of... It's glancing. Yeah, it's, like, momentary, and it's just... Yeah. It's all lost. Yeah. Um Mars is completely taken out of the story. Okay. Um, and it just... For me, it just was... Waiting for it to end. Um, right. Not horribly made, you right. know. It's it's very competently made. I mean, I think that's what he does. He makes competent films, but they have no imagination, no sense of fun, no sense of anything.
1: They just and probably no no sense of a person. No,
3: right? there's no, there's sense no of emotional. A con- that's the thing, There's
1: there's no emotional connection or soul or anything like right. that. I mean, right. I
3: don't know how much I connected emotionally with Arnold Schwarzenegger in the original, but at least I was involved to some degree with right. with the, with the, the plight. Right. And this is like, eh, and you know. I like Brian Cranston. I think he's great on TV, but you know, the hero is only as good as his, his your hero That's is only as villain. good as your bad guy. And you know, I, I maybe I'm nostalgic for Ronnie Cox, wow. um, who was the original co co co, co- Hagen. Um,
1: I mean, who also appeared as the villain in, in RoboCop. RoboCop, right. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: was not, I mean, just was bland. Just leave um, it open Cohen and the whole idea of this, this, this fall that goes from one side of the planet to the other side of the planet just eh, you right.
1: know so we're going to come back to that in a second but so the original is so far as you remember is set at least initially where uh it's set on earth
3: the original where? starts but then it goes instead of going to the other side of the earth it's a colony on mars
1: okay so um, but it's where it's about
3: bring it's about it's, you know in the original it's not it's you know bringing air to mars or keeping it you know what and I think that's the end of of Total Recall, the original, is that these terraformers actually make the air inhabitable and breathable on Mars. Here, that's completely gone. It's a matter of that we've destroyed all of our natural resources. There's only two parts of the world that you can live in. Um, the colonies, which I think is Australia. And then, um, that could be, I could be wrong. Um, Cause that's not on the other side of the world. Cause New Britain is the other colony. And I, I feel like we went halfway through, we went all the way through the core of the earth to get to it. Um, so I forget. I'm not sure where the colony is in the, in the new one. Hmm. Um, but it, uh, you know, the, the whole Mars thing is gone. Um, and I haven't read the Philip K. Dick story. So I'm not sure what they started, where, from. where they started from. But, um, you know, it doesn't matter where we go. I mean, it's not that Mars is all important. It's just is it a story that you want to follow? Yeah. And you care about the character. And what I always liked about the original was there was something that you didn't know for sure whether this was really happening or this really was his recall. Right. And they kind of play with that here, but it's at the end. It's it's very clear that this is not. There's no way this is in his mind, um, but it's very much left open in the original. At least from my Do interpretation you guys
2: of it. Want to get into spoiler territory with the new one at all? Oh,
3: I'm so far past. I'm sorry. I
2: apologize. Oh, no, 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 no worries.
1: Uh, no, I got, I got. Um, less.
2: Did you hear about uh, the deleted scene that would have changed the entire film? No. Ethan Hawke was in the movie. <laughs> did you? I'm not joking. Ethan Hawke, there's a scene in the movie where Ethan Hawke gets his face changed into Colin Farrell's. So Colin Farrell wasn't even that dude the entire time, which apparently helps with the plot. It helps with the plot because otherwise he's like the most wanted man on the planet, and yet no one.
3: Well, he's he's a double agent. He's working for. He, which side is he working for? He doesn't even know. But apparently, what still, are, no
2: one knows what he looks like. Okay. In the movie, am I wrong about that, or no? It's. I mean, he's. Um. They never really.
3: Yeah. No. I'm sorry. Yes. No one knows what he looks like. And the, but right. but he's
2: like the most like everyone on the planet's hunting for him. So the scene in the that they cut out was Ethan Hawke getting his face changed into Colin oh, Farrell. Farrell's. Which, which I guess makes the movie cooler, the reviewers said. I don't know about that.
3: I mean, it's, it's, Why there's so
2: it? many problems
3: with the movie that, that it's not one of those things where one thing can fix it. It's just, it's, it's directed with so little emotion and.
1: Okay, know, so it, tell me about The Fall.
3: The Fall is this basically this sh- path train that takes you from one side of the planet through the core of the earth and to the other side of the planet. Um, and the one cool thing about it is when you get when to the Steve
1: co- says path, by the way, he's refer- referring oh, yes. to port authority, trans Hudson, <laughs> basically you just mean a commuter, train. A
3: commuter train. That's a, a 15 minute commuter path from one side from, of the from planet from New Jersey to, the other. to New York. And it's literally from the two inhabitable parts of the planet. Um, one is this colony, which is, you know, the third world reject, you know, slum where they ship in the workers to work in new Britain, which is the, you
1: know, classy richy,
3: where you want to live,
1: but which is in the actual UK. I or believe not? it's,
3: I believe it is the, I, again, um, forgive me if I'm and wrong. Ha- it, it's, I think it is the UK, but for some reason I also feel like the colony was uh, Australia and the, the, and the path took you through the, or the, the, the fall took you through the center there, so I, I don't know. My geography's off. Why did they call it the fall? Because you fall through the the planet.
1: Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's what I want to know. Um, from what I saw in the trailers, the Republic of New Britain seems strongly reminiscent of the city. I can't remember which city it was. Chicago and Minority Report. Steven Spielberg's.
3: Yeah, with with the hovercraft. Interpretation yeah, of another
1: it, it, Philip K. Dick. DC. Yeah. Was it Washington yeah,
3: yeah, built my minority my was d c yeah. yeah
1: okay uh, so or new d c How is the yeah. world yeah. of New Britain in this remake
3: it's very it's you never get a sense of it in my opinion. You get glimpses of it. There is a few sequences there, most of it takes place in in the the colony
1: um, which feels like a third world country
3: yeah, kind of like a it yeah, doesn't
1: like, have hover ca- hover cars and— magnetics. it does,
3: but not not as min- it's not as slick, so yeah. like fifth element yes. Fifth Element, tr- or, or even um, it actually reminded me a little bit of um, like it went kind of a Chinese theme. Okay. Uh, they tried to. That's Fifth where they element. tried to to go with some of the stuff from the original, but it didn't. You know, the original had like this grungy. The original was a gore fest.
2: That's, right. Exactly. And I mean, this one was a Minority Report ripoff. That's, you, that's what I keep hearing that's, in that's every a, that's review. What a,
1: you know way what going, that's what it feels like. A poor man's and Minority Report. And was, was Minority. I, I love minority. I think yeah,
2: minority Report, I think
3: holds That's up is a great film. financially. Yeah. yeah. Like, not, to not not the point huge. where you would knock it off? Maybe maybe. I don't think like listen, we it did, did, but, it it did better than War of the Worlds. Totally, but it? it's, yeah,
2: it's. Okay. I don't think it's about wanting to knock it, rip it off. It's about what the fuck else is Len Weissman gonna fucking do in a movie? So it's let's rip off Matrix, Minority Report, yeah. Fifth Element, and every other. He doesn't have an original idea in his body. I
3: mean, it's right. just. I mean, and I'm speaking not just from this movie, from his body of work. Right. Um, you know, and I hate to bash people because it's hard to make a movie, and it really is hard. L- what, I, it,
2: I know people can. Is it uh, Underworld one, two, three, Die Hard four? In this, is that his entire fucking over, as it were? Oof. Ouv.
1: can you spell I it? feel like we're missing oh I feel like we're missing one. are Sorry. we
3: missing one yeah so, and, and he miss. didn't direct the third one but he came back for the of uh, the underworld yeah, series but it. he came back for the fourth one I think
1: I'm doing it that's
3: You're where
2: he right. met his wife the first one and that's why she's in total recall
1: yeah, I heard, exactly. I heard and her part and is
3: much bigger I heard she's horrible yeah
1: okay he has he has five directing credits underworld okay underworld evolution okay live free or die hard okay one episode of Hawaii Five-O. <laughs> <laughs> that was the dark horse. And Total Recall. F- oh, no, yeah. so he, did, he didn't come back on the world. No, he has <laughs> six writing credits, but most of them, all the writing credits, literally all six credits are underworld-related where, because he had a writing credit on the first movie, now all the subsequent sequels, whether he has any level of involved with involvement with them created not, have a to story say, based by on characters, characters. Right. By, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, he has four producing credits which are all underworld movies three underworld movies in Hawaii Five. St-
2: that's right he started as a property assistant on Emmerich Flicks. that's how he got to start because I saw him interviewed about uh, ID42 or whatever so apparently he was in the art yeah. department of Independence Day and worked on like Godzilla yeah mm. I
1: don't
2: know
3: well, he got this because of the Die Hard, Live Free, Die Hard was actually a success, wasn't it not?
2: it? was. I th- I, be- I think. I guess so. I think. Who
3: knows? Moderate. Rumors that this, this cost upwards of two hundred million. Total Recall. Yeah.
2: Well, also apparently he's directing. Is he directing? He's directing the new Die Hard two, I believe, right or no? No. But he's not because I remember he was Bruce Willis's boy for a while.
1: That's me drinking out of my shaker bottle.
2: Who's doing the new Die Hard? Of which well. they're shooting right now, right? It's yeah. not going well. I wouldn't imagine so. I worked on Cop Out. Go buy the book. <laughs> yeah, just
3: <laughs> so what is the late summer movie to hit to be that sleeper hit? Is it the new Paranorman? Porn? Paranorman. Well, there's
1: the Meryl Streep August slot,
3: right? The the born the newborn movie, <laughs> or is it Expendables two? Expendables two. Say, Expendables, to me, I think Expendables but but two,
1: also, could but be... Born will also knock Dark Knight off the top of the charts this weekend for the first time in three weeks. So Probably yeah. Um so Born, it feels like Bourne's gonna do what Bourne needs to do and Expendables will do what Expendables needs to do.
3: Right. But I think I for some reason I think Expendables if it's dirty violent as as the first one will
2: have legs more and than, I've seen people who've seen it and they say it's like 50 times more so because wow. the first one I like the first one but I have problems with it because they were shooting for a PG-13 at first and then <laughs> decided to make it an R so all of that tacked on ultraviolence it, it feels like a really safe clean action movie right. there isn't a lot of blood except for the Moments. scenes where there's a lot of right. blood so this one apparently is just raunchy and crazy the whole way through which I'm excited yeah, for yeah see that I'll, I'll go
1: to S- for snapping seven. back for a second the director of A Good Day to Die Hard oh, yeah. Can you believe that That's title? That's the
3: title, A Good Day to Die Hard? hmm
1: For the moment, anyway. Is John Moore, who is the Irish-born director of oh, yeah. Max Payne, Oof. The Omen remake, flop, Flight, of flop. The F- Flight of the Phoenix. Flop. Behind Enemy Lines. I like behind modest. Enemy hit. Lines. He shoots, he scores. Never heard of it. And back in 1990, the short Jack's Bicycle.
3: So he's had a modest hit and three flops, and he gets... He shoots, to- he
1: scores is also a short... His first his first feature was behind enemy lines with uh His Owen Wilson. first feature Gene was his Hackman, biggest hit Owen yeah. and Gabriel Macht. Yeah.
3: I will never understand this town.
1: Yeah, well, sometimes it's <laughs> agenting. Um Interesting, interesting. The total recall remake everyone who's listening to this by now who has any level of interest in the movie business hence their level of interest in our podcast already knows that the remake did not knock dark Knight off the top of the no. weekend charts
2: i heard something this is movie related this might go for a minute i heard something interesting, and i was just having a conversation with someone about general box office reporting mm-hmm. as it is in general john carter made profit oh please no worldwide worldwide is that just spin because i've seen it listed as one of the biggest box office players of all time and then i've heard people say no it may it literally is not in the red it made its money it made like 250 million dollars worldwide
1: that, to me always feels like a seed of a lie yeah. that is started by people on the studio side and then it's like the, the morning mandate is tell 50 people you know
3: that's Tyler Kitchen. That agent running no, yeah, we're yeah, in yeah. profits.
1: <laughs> They're not in profits. Too. No, no way. There's no way. That and, and I assure you, for those people fortunate enough to be profit participants on that picture, they will soon be delivered accounting statements that show that the picture is yet to go into profits. So, Andrew's um, Andrew
3: Stanton is going back to animation, right?
1: I don't know. Is he? I'm <laughs> sure. You would think um, so, right? What else did I want to? Okay, so. You've seen Dark Knight Rises, right, Steve Henges? Yes. I'm not a fan. I have seen it. I have not. You have not seen it No, by but Cohen? I know everything about it. I don't care. I don't want to see it. I know, but I the vain no, voice. I have no
2: interest. I know, but isn't that fucking weird, dude?
1: i am talking it's a It's pretty much intact, I believe, based on your initial Thank you. impressions on our good show. Um, I believe the voice has not been substantially it's re-recorded. Just, it's
2: just odd to me that... There's this, I, I'm living in a world now where a Spider-Man movie and a Batman movie came out, and I have zero interest in either of them and haven't seen them.
1: Well, and that might be the reason why the Batman movie is 25% off. The it's other Batman the gross, movie? domestic gross of its predecessor, and The Amazing Spider-Man is a box office. No. Technically a disappointment, I disappointment, believe.
3: Disappointment, but a greenlit sequel, right? Yeah, it's not a dud. It's, it's I mean,
1: it's, no, it it's just, better
3: than, I think, didn't like it didn't compare to the McGuire Spider-Man's, but I yeah. think it's, uh, it held up better than a, it, it could have.
2: There's cool real, real quick, uh, side note. There's a cool rumor going around. Uh, did you read about, uh, Marvel's deal with Fox that no. they're trying to strike? Apparently, uh, Fox wants to, uh, put a Daredevil movie. Together with Joe, this is Car- on the
1: front page of Daily Variety. With this Joe, morning. with
2: Joe Carnahan directing, right. it would be a gritty 1970s cool Daredevil movie. Okay. However, if they don't get in front of camera by October. 20th I believe they lose the rights of that character back to Marvel Mm. they're saying they're in too much development to possibly get in front of cameras (laughs) so the deal is that Marvel snort snort is trying to get Silver Surfer and Galactus back from Fox to their universe and it sounds like Fox is gonna do it so Marvel's gonna be allowed to cherry pick Fantastic Four characters as long as Fox can delay on this Carnahan Daredevil flick which means we get Galactus and Silver Surfer and the Avengers which is fucking awesome oh there you go so that's good news if it's true. And it's huh. a funny little Hollywood deal, I thought.
1: Yeah. That is interesting. Like a baseball trade or something. care about Marvel heroes, which is not me. Not, no? now. doesn't matter. We get to pick and choose. Because it's sound, enough to go around the, for everybody. You
2: think Marvel slash Disney's plan now is to slowly roll up every property they have at another studio yeah. back into their universe. Yeah. And if they start with Fantastic Four, I mean, they, they yeah. could probably do it now, yeah. Uh-huh. Because they only have, what, uh, New Line owns Blade.
1: Sony owns Spider-Man. We're getting
2: real deep. Sony owns Spider-Man. Foxen's, Fox owns the X-Men, X-Men, X-Men universe. And FF, right?
1: And Fantastic Four, correct. And Daredevil, And Daredevil. As you
2: say. Those were the three that came out of that. Right. Uh, Punisher is... Lionsgate. Lionsgate. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it in terms of Marvel characters that have been made into movies, I think.
1: I guess so, yeah. I don't know. Feels like the X Men are in for a big, re- big old reboot. Well, they they did well, they, the first class. first class, and they're they just, re- just doing the sequel. For they're doing the sequel. First class. Uh, Days of Future Past. Part two. Yeah. Which scares a lot of comic book fans. But it's a good question, and who knows? As so long as Fox continues making X Men movies at regular intervals, it's possible that their rights never expire.
2: Well, there's also still that rumor of the uh, Magneto origins and all the other origins. Line that they That's wanted right. to do, and yeah. and Wolverine too is ma- getting made. Oh, is it really? That's like correct. right now, it's okay. shooting yeah. it, in Japan. Uh, I forget who's doing it, but it, it's it's. I think it's rated R. It sounds exciting, actually. Wait, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Oh. It's Hugh Jackman, yeah, and it's the early Wolverine storyline, pre X Men. I don't know if you're an X Men fan. Today's
1: yeah. Team Jack podcast it, is sponsored by IMDb.
2: <laughs> it's when he was like the a, Internet Movie Database. It's when he was com. an assassin in uh, Tokyo, and he fell in love and had a baby and all oh, that. Okay. Marishko and Sunfire, and yeah, yeah. That could be fun.
1: The hand, Wolverine is the gift that's that keeps on giving for actor Hugh Jackman. Right? It's yeah. called The Wolverine. The Wolverine. It's Who, meant to be coming out in twenty thirteen. Who's, who's directing?
2: Who's directing? Because it's someone decent. It's James not,
1: Mangold, the director mm, of Better
2: than Heavy? Gavin Hood, and director cop, of Cop, the cop Night Land. and Day cop with Land. Tom cop producing
1: Cameron Diaz, Three Ten to Yuma, good movie, Walk the Line. Okay identity, movie. Kate and Leopold also with Mr. Jackman. Girl interrupted. Really good movie. Copland, and his first feature was Pretty solid resume. in 1995. I'll take that. I'll
2: take that yeah. more than from the man who brought you Sotzi, Wolverine. <laughs> that's what they tried on that one. It was fucking bizarre.
1: Yeah. So. Um, I mean,
2: is Avengers has the final box office come in yet? Like it's that's the number two film of all no, time, right?
1: No, I can tell you, it is still continuing to gross down at the Chinese Six. <laughs> Having been there on Sunday for the Todd Solondz movie, wow. I looked up on the marquee and I was like, "Oh, the Avengers is still playing." Here in Los Angeles County, which means, by the way, playing in every neighborhood, neighborhood runs and dollar houses across the country. And I got to
3: say, after this summer, it's the only movie I've actually said this is a good movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, I had problems with it, but I I went into the Avengers in May, opening day, and was like, okay, this is a good start for the summer.
2: Right. I think I, you're right. I,
3: I had no idea this was going to be the
2: best movie I saw all summer. I think you're right. right. I think it's the best movie I saw all summer. <laughs> and, it, and I have major problems yeah. with it, too. But, it, but way, it holds now, up. I mean, it's fun. It's
1: officially, one of the highest grossing films of all time in the number Avatar. two spot, right. I believe. It right?
2: surpassed yeah. Titanic,
3: but not Avatar. So it did yeah. beat Titanic.
1: Yeah, It did. Yep.
3: But I don't know how much further but, it has to go to beat... Avatar.
1: Maybe just one more week of runs down at the Chinese Six and it'll <laughs> cross that Avatar See, mark. to
2: me, that will become the franchise that Dark Knight was purported to be.
1: Because Purported and, in what sense? In business the, success?
2: Or? Well, in the sense that all the business success is with an asterisk because you can't talk about either... Batman Begins performed fine, but it wasn't... What the other two were correct. Ledger dying, you can never take back, and and the horrible stuff that happened with the last one, you can never take back. So those box office numbers are marred, either good or bad, in my
3: well, opinion.
1: Really, correct. Do you, th- do I you don't believe that the that.
3: shooting in Aurora caused a big box office drop off? I do. Really?
1: There's, they've, um, the studios I, I were very, very quick to commission market research to measure or attempt to measure, um, thirty levels of resistance amongst the broad spectrum of the American movie going public and they found yeah 30
2: percent and, and it, something like that and yeah, other than synced bo-
1: up very nicely with exactly how much those the numbers are off week to week from but how much of that is Dark real Night. how
3: much of that is propaganda of, you know Warner Brothers trying to my that's mom
2: told me not to go to movie theater I know a lot of people who are genuinely afraid to go to Dark Knight in whatever city they lived in wow. and that's yeah. of course silly and and, and fear-based and all that but what? it, is what it is. happened yeah. when my thing it just it became i didn't like dark knight that much i mean i like right. it but i have major major problems with it right i wasn't really psyched for dark knight rises then the death threat reviews came out then the fucking shooting happened and then at that point i was like i don't care anymore
1: and then today they just intercepted a guy with knives right. and saying guns. saying he, he had him
2: for protection at a movie theater it was yeah. headed
1: for a showing of dark knight
2: great like i don't know so. It's just a, it's it's bred a weird culture.
1: I yes, think. but not as regards the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn, where I don't think anybody has any concerns whatsoever that some twihard in Indianapolis is going to come to that multiplex arm to the teeth. Vampire teeth. Vampire teeth, exactly.
2: <laughs> Have we spoken since the big news happened? Uh,
1: Are we not, I'm not sure speak what you're, that you're referring thing? to? Okay. Matt Cohen you see this sign I'm we making with on my Mars. hand
2: we landed on Mars that's right? <laughs> the big news we landed on Mars and
1: and we saw not a, McDonald's. Jo- not a
2: John Carter in sight <laughs> and saw Mac- is that your favorite one my- saw a
1: McDonald's sign <laughs>
2: mine is uh, Mitt Romney Do- mine is Dr. Manhattan just sitting on a rock waving <laughs> I saw oh. one of Mitt Romney bearing his tax returns there's a lot of good ones There was one with the xenomorph <laughs> funny. There, was, there was one with the xenomorph like right in that fucking right. the first circular picture right right. a lot of John Carter ones which, which makes me think like well people actually know what them i might watch it did you see it
1: john carter yes yeah
2: was it horrible
1: don't do it okay all right it's pretty bad really all right i wouldn't get, i mean horrible people it's not hard, hard people to say, say it's, it's just a movie that feels like it, it Battlefield has no reason to Earth exist
3: horrible and painful this is not painful. It just is
2: nothing. Awesome. Nothing.
3: It's It just, you know. Yeah. It's something that's that CGI to me just. It's
1: two hours. Doesn't work.
2: You know what? I watched a movie on Netflix this week and I I didn't enjoy it, but I had no problems with it. It kept it kept my attention. And then I started telling people that, and they were like, "No, that's the worst movie I've ever made. You're a fucking retard."
1: <laughs> well, I can't wait now with the this new, intro. C- the new Conan with
2: uh, Jason. I, I, really? I agree with you, Jason Momoa. It's completely fine. Completely watchable. <laughs> completely watchable. Super bloody. Yeah. Like he's okay wow. in it. It's fine, right? Last week's Curlman. team Jack I mean, podcast totally.
1: by Lionsgate.
2: Yeah, it's it's fun though. I mean, it was fun, and I like and like I like that. I really like Marcus Nispel's Texas Chainsaw. So yeah. I I was like, I'll try this at one in the morning, and then I had fun- I had no problems with it at all.
1: Huh, Interesting.
2: Except for Rose McGowan in the weirdest oh, yeah. fucking <laughs> Klingon makeup of all time. <laughs> but that character as a child was very creepy. It was effective. cool. It yeah. was super creepy. And so is Bad Guy from Avatar as main Bad Guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, was, I don't know that guy's name, though.
1: Jarhead mm-hmm. McGee. Yeah, that dude. Yeah.
2: Soldier, Soldier Guy.
1: Soldier of Terranova, too. He was on Terranova, yeah, um, yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: No, but I thought it was totally fine.
1: Huh. My favorite movie of the summer would be Prometheus. Was it? Absolutely.
2: Are you psyched for the now announced sequel, yet Linda Lovelace sequel?
1: Um I Does wouldn't that say that I'm psyched bearing? for I wouldn't say that I'm psyched for it because Ridley Scott is literally the same age as Ian McKellen, I believe, <laughs> which is like 74, and he's currently underway on a Cormac McCarthy movie. I think that's shooting now and then after that Blade Runner, Blade Runner Two, yeah. Blade Runner Two is on. What next. do you do with Blade so Runner he's Two? Gotta, he's got to he's got to get to Prometheus Two, and I think just because they've announced it, it's a lot like the sequel to Tron Legacy. Just because they announced it doesn't mean that they're ever going to get a, a draft of it. Did a they strip. announce a
2: sequel to Tron Legacy? Yeah. Did it do well? Well enough.
1: Um, yeah. The the thing that I heard about Tron Legacy was that although the the um, the global box office returns were on the whole disappointing. Uh, it uh the Blu-ray and DVD Sold came really out. Well. Um, the 3D Blu-ray and DVD came out at a at a sort of tipping point moment in Best Buys and you know other electronic stores across the country. I don't Magnolias. I don't even know what we call them now because Circuit City and Dawn. Huh. they're all at a lot of them it's are all that's by, but, target, um,
3: and walmart best by target and walmart
1: but anyway so everybody who was looking to pick up a brand new tv set and who could easily be talked into mostly males who could easily be talked into picking up a 3d set um rolling into the holiday buying season you know after thanksgiving between thanksgiving and christmas that was the movie for attached. our international listeners um that was the movie that was playing on every TV yeah. in every home electronics department of every single one of those stores. And so everybody went in, looked and saw how amazing Tron Legacy looked in 3D and
3: bought the high 3D def 2, yeah,
1: and bought a TV and bought a copy. And the, the numbers, allegedly, can't remember who told me this, but the numbers for Tron Legacy on home video were through the roof, so much so that Disney said, Yes, let's go ahead. Do you enjoy the film? Totally. You do too. actually I quite enjoyed it. Absolutely. I just t- but for me and for me there are a lot of con- there are a lot of interesting connections that probably don't amount to anything but a lot of interesting connections between Tron Legacy and Prometheus and that they're, you know, one of them is a sequel and the other is a prequel to movies that are, you know, 35 plus years old or whatever. They're both pretty dark in terms of their overall visual scheme, but also a lot of the themes that they're dealing with. They both have very strong scores. They both have very, very strong senses—a sense of production design and costume design, and they both have a great sense of mood and atmosphere, and they both have script problems. I couldn't care less. I don't care. So so
2: Prometheus is definitely your your favorite movie of the summer
1: so far? So far, yeah, but it must be noted... Oh, I got I mine. I saw the first 10 minutes of Avengers.
2: Moonrise Kingdom.
1: I really? haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I haven't
2: seen it. I think that was... And I hear from
1: you- Eric Odom, Beasts of the Southern Wild. That was, oh, was really, balls. really good too. I yeah, saw yeah, that actually. Was amazing.
2: That was really now, good. Now, are you a Wes Anderson fan though? I am a huge Wes okay. Anderson fan. And this was... the. This seemed like the, the most like... There was no studio. Like it just seemed like he was just trying to make. It was a fucking music video. Yeah. Like it was the most weird French new wave huh. small movie ever, and I loved it for that. The, pl- the, the plot was almost non-existent. It was just really? Wes Anderson being Wes Anderson. Huh. It was the most Wes no Anderson, Wes Anderson movie. Absolutely. Right. Um. The Master. I'm really psyched for. Yeah, I'm psyched for that. And I just I found Paul out Thomas new Anderson. stuff about that.
1: Yes. Did someone's sister? Do we have to give a little refresher background on this for people who might not Mass be so the ball, do, you, do you know Anderson? what I'm ta- By the way, let's we just to say tell here's Hollywood a gossip? crazy thing. Who's going to go first? You go. Here's a crazy thing. Entertainment Weekly's fall movie preview issue streets the day after this podcast comes out <laughs> 2 days from now. Just got that shit. By the way, today as we record this, it's Tuesday, August 7. Entertainment Weekly's fall movie preview issue is Thursday, is streeting Thursday, August 8. And in that issue will be The Master, and you should vamp Which a little bit.
2: Venice. The vamping I'm doing is I what heard, The Master is. Well, The Master is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. It's it's basically uh, the creation of Scientology. Have they publicly embraced it? No. That? Okay. They haven't, and they won't. It's basically, it's L. Ron Hubbard meeting... Uh, it's... Philip Seymour Hoffman as, a, uh, as the L. Ron Hubbard right. character and Joaquin Phoenix is like a guy who comes back from war, right. who they hit it off on a boat ride or something, and it, that becomes the core group of Scientologists who started. Um without saying the word Scientology. Right. Now, the reason I heard that PTA made this movie, and this might be total Hollywood rumor douchebag gossip, was that on the set of Magnolia, Tom Cruise converted like his sister into Scientology, and PTA was really, really – like this is him getting that out of his system. See, I don't know if that's true. I mean it could be, but because – Have I, you heard I, that?
3: What I read is that because that PT and Tom were still friends. And so he showed a copy of the film – or a cut of the film to Tom out of respect. And obviously Tom had issues with it. Um, but why would he do that if he was – See, maybe, maybe it wasn't the Spider-Revenge
2: thing. Maybe he even – maybe it wasn't even upset. Maybe it was just his experiences because his sister went through. You know what I mean? But hmm. that's what I heard. I heard uh, – well, I've know. heard stories
3: on Tom Cruise sets like they set up tents
2: and there's a there's huge, they totally yeah. con- actively convert like yeah. on, on Tom Cruise movies, I think. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of creepy. Yeah, And no, I'm psyched <laughs> to see. That.
3: I, I think I just read it's premiering in Venice. The, is that what it yeah. is? Oh,
2: yeah. I love Paul. Uh, this is the follow up to There Will Be Blood, right? Yeah. He, he doesn't make many yeah, movies. It's like on the
3: Terrence Malick track. No,
2: yeah, yeah. Thankfully not Ter- Terrence fucking Malick, though. Um, What else is coming out this summer? Anything? Uh, there's got to be something big. Just the Expendables two, the Expendables Meryl Street 2? movie, Hope Springs. What's the Meryl Street movie? It's Hope
3: Springs. Oh, it's, it's the, the uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones porn and Steve Carell. Yeah, they okay. like the married. It's like you know, kind of taking some Fifty Shades of Grey and like you know, re sparking no, 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 the uh, no, no, no. sexual energy.
2: Totally. I don't um, need to see Tommy Lee Jones get a hand job. In Meryl <laughs> Street, which I feel like is going to happen in that movie at some point. So
3: you haven't lived. till You've seen that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then oh, Sparkle. Oh, what is that? That's the last Whitney, Whitney Houston the, the movie with uh, a girl from, from American Idol. Um, Jordan's. Oh, jo- okay, Jordan is that who she, I I'd I'd believe heard. so. Um, I think it's you know. Is that going to do well? I I think <laughs> it's probably primed to be this year's glitter or
2: uh, burlesque. Um. Uh. So what else we got? We got the master. We got sparkle. Paranorman is an August release, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Expendables.
1: Born on Friday. Born. It's so soon. off
2: my fucking radar.
3: Oh, now the campaign could also do well.
2: Yeah, the born campaign. No, no, the the, oh, the, no, the no, actual the campaign, campaign. campaign. See, I actually was talking to someone the other night. I think that's gonna bomb. Really?
3: See, yeah.
1: I, I don't. I think you it's doing do well. I get a weird I mean, vibe about it's it. Funny. It's
2: good. It's the trailers are just
3: funny enough, um, and I think we're right now we're we're at a good lighthearted, fun, kind of slightly raunchy comedy. I mean, other than the watch. <laughs> yeah, but see, I don't think people knew what to make of that. Um, it was you know, a weird marketing. It, well, they, they, the watch was originally Neighborhood Watch. Um, obviously, they changed. It's already it. out, isn't it? Yeah, it came out. It came and, out and went away. It made but, like
2: it, I think opening weekend was like 13 mil or something. Yeah, it was disappointing. Right.
3: But it's actually not a bad movie. Um, but you know, they had to change it because of what they happened. Trayvon Martin. Yeah, thing. yeah. And I think because you know it wasn't you didn't you weren't even supposed to know there was an alien aspect in it, but they had to kind of give that up a lot of people
2: i actually spoke to people who saw the movie and they were like i didn't fucking know it was an alien movie from the trailers but they only watched that first trailer (sighs) right because after the first trailer when they switched it to the watch they had the alien they had them blown right because they were trying to distance
3: themselves up from the the make it more men in black versus some guys you know who arm themselves and go protect the streets totally
1: yeah, yeah um i'm looking at i'm looking here at uh Coming August in, releases, coming yeah, and it's like I have to say, aside from the titles that we've mentioned,
3: nothing really. Now, is the, the Merrill Street movie a so summer?
1: The Meryl Street movie opens tomorrow, right. Hope Springs. Um, then Born and the Campaign on Friday,
3: and the following week is Expendables Two,
1: and the Odd Life of Timothy Green from Disney, <laughs> which I don't expect to do anything. Paranorman and Sparkle, and then literally, it's like you jump to Wednesday, August twenty-two, Hit and Run, some Dax Shepherd comedy. Mm. Friday The Apparition which is a horror Friday August 24 The Apparition a movie called Premium Rush with Joseph Gordon Levitt Michael Shannon
3: directed by David Coop. that
2: one
1: actually looks interesting it's like
3: Quicksilver yeah
1: (laughs) and then like
2: nothing right
1: Wednesday August 29 Friday August The Possession what a weird summer it's great well it's over in terms of anything that's really gonna and nothing gross and then in September let's just keep going Flying Swords of Dragon Gate, but that says September TBA, which means maybe not. I don't even know what that is. The yes. words starring Bradley Cooper, Jeremy Irons, and Dennis Quaid. Nope. The Inbetweeners, which is a the British British import.
2: British TV sitcom movie.
1: Rec Three.
2: I'm excited for 3. Do you know what Rec? Have you seen the Rec films? No. They're awesome. Have you seen them? Yep. They're like, uh, is it Spanish? Spanish. Yeah. They're, they're Spanish found footage at first you think they're zombie movies, but then you quickly find out they're like demon possession movies.
3: I generally hate found footage movies and these the, work.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, Cause it's, uh, it, it's the first movie is about, um, this woman goes on a ride along with the fire department, a news reporter just to see what they do in the course they, of their night. They
3: remade it in the American version called quarantine, which I did not see not good. And don't
2: have interest yeah. in. Uh, she goes on a ride along with the fire department just to like film shit for her, for her TV, local TV news thing. And they get called to a, uh, like a weird situation at a building and they get there and basically they immediately get quarantined and there's fucking zombies everywhere kind of huh. but then you find out that people who quarantine them are like the Vatican right? and and, and like it's a, it's a re- really really cool and huh. this one's a prequel this, the third one is like re- yeah, yeah. three is a prequel it's like yeah
1: Friday September 14 Resident Evil Retribution <laughs> yikes competing with Finding Nemo in 3D and the perks of being a wallflower which I actually hear is very very good and potentially an Academy Award racer. The Master opens that day.
3: Speaking of Academy Awards, we're, what, eight months in now? Jesus. There's is no there clear. a film yet, nothing no. yet that is no. even in contention?
1: No. There's nothing. There I mean, a lot, of, a lot of even? fanboys would suggest that it's Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> and I assure you this oh, will God. not happen um dread on friday september 21 the judge dread thing it's an appropriate title trouble with the curve starring clint eastwood and justin timberlake i never thought i'd hear myself say that directed
3: by uh clint eastwood's longtime producer
1: oh really Yep. and then friday september 28 a maggie gyllenhaal movie an adam (laughs) sandler movie called hotel transylvania that looks great that's the uh tarkovsky the guy who
2: did uh, Oh, really samurai jack and dexter's lab and and the clone wars cartoon it's live action debut it's cgi and it's about uh dracula runs a hotel for monsters and it's like a really good voice cast and it looks super super fun so so i'm gonna have a hit
1: it looks really great uh. that's an interesting day then because it's hotel transylvania solomon kane
2: that what that took like three years to come out. Yes. They were, they were screening that. I think that was on DVD like two yeah. years ago.
1: And saving potentially best for last, um, Looper. Uh, with Looper Joe Gordon could be Levin interesting. I
3: little, don't know this
2: time travel thing. Yeah. I don't know why they made him look like that, though. Made who? Joseph Gordon-Levin. They put like weird prosthesis on his face in the entire movie. Have you seen huh. the trailer yet? Yeah, to make him look more like, like Bruce Willis. Yeah. But it doesn't work. Yeah. And it just looks like another dude that, I'm that you don't fun know this, yeah it doesn't so. look like mean, it, it doesn't like look like joseph Winter
3: levitt
1: i'm having fun with this so let's keep rolling friday october 5th taken two
3: yeah that actually i mean for a movie like okay what are they gonna do to make it act the trailers awesome i'll go i'll no, see yeah.
1: liam neeson for the win pitch perfect oh yeah
3: that's uh, the high school glee thing
1: oh next frank and weenie right no, mm. fuck that. The Paperboy. Have we all seen that trailer? I no. Nicole
3: Kidman's scandalous. That is ripe. Yeah.
1: You should watch that trailer. <laughs>
3: yeah. All right.
1: I think that premiered at Cannes to yeah. almost universal derision from the critics, but it looks unbelievably trashy. Oh, it could be that. kind of pulpy and great. Yeah. Uh, a horror movie called Sinister. Don't know it. Wuthering Heights. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, Friday, October 12th, like a Kevin James movie. Please tell
2: me it's Paul Blart goes to the zoo.
1: It's called Here Comes <laughs> the Boom. Oh, I'm sure. It's oh yeah, awesome. no, that's
3: where he becomes a wrestler, a boxer, or a wrestler or something. Either an one, cage, I mean, he, I think it's an ultimate cage fighter just to raise money for his school.
1: And how about the how about this title, Argo? What is Argo? That's the one about the. Well, it's not about oh, Star that's, that's just, that's that's actually, the yeah, It's, it's
3: actually
2: yeah, it's Affleck. picture. It's the Affleck movie. Okay, it's supposed to be good. A, they posed.
3: This is a true story. Where they pose. They a yeah. science fiction movie to for help free Canadians shooting this science fiction movie in Iran to help free the hostages. Yeah, that
1: sounds cool, actually. How about Seven Psychopaths? Don't know it. Uh, Sam Rockwell, Chris Walken, and Colin Farrell.
2: I like the cast.
1: How about Samantha Mathis, Jason Begg, and is that how you pronounce this? Jason last Bay. Name? Jason yeah. Beggs? No, he's Jason Bay
2: from, I don't know who that
3: is. Uh, okay, here's the cast. That actor, character actor.
1: Samantha Mathis, Jason Bay, and and es- Esai Morales <laughs> Formerly of Caprica and La Bamba, starring in Atlas Shrugged Part Two.
2: Oh, oh, the first part's on Netflix. Yeah,
1: everything's on Netflix. I wish. The next Friday, Paranormal Activity Four. Alex Cross, which I kind of looking at it, can't figure out
3: what is what Alex, Alex Cross. What the hell it is? It's, 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 a, it's Tyler based Perry. Based it is. is Tyler Perry, who's not directing, He's, is the star? But yeah, look, the director is somebody. It's uh, not. It's an interesting director. I do not know that. Huh? Who's who's directing?
1: Uh, if I go in, it might take we'll me a way to drill out. So we'll have to skip that question. Killing them softly. Brad Pitt and Sam Rockwell. Good
2: trailer. Really good trailer. Did you see it yet?
1: Uh, yeah. Looked okay. Friday, October twenty-sixth. The Siren and Pyramid Head are back. <laughs> Silent Hill Revelations three D.
2: I like the trailer for that. Most people give I'm me shit for about it. it. I think the trailer looks it. fucking cool. Fuck.
1: Yeah, dude. All about that Pyramid Head. I see that shit. Okay, and here we arrive at a something we have yet to discuss. Do we change opening, name the opening opposite to? that? The either from what I have heard, um, two hour and forty five minute to three hour. I'm not sure which is true. Cloud Atlas, which is the Wachowski brothers' movie. Have we all seen the trailer? They're not the brothers anymore. Yeah. Brothers, well, no. I should just say I <laughs> believe technically it's the Wachowskis now, right? Yeah. 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 We all watched the trailer. trailer.
2: Seems intriguing. The featurette. You see the featurette?
1: Yes, I put it on my Facebook wall. Did you really? It's very interesting.
2: It's it's a super interesting. And it's
1: super interesting when you when you get into the relationship between what's happened with the two of them, with the brother, the brothers Wachowski, one of whom has basically become a woman. No,
2: Andy and Lana now.
1: Yes, Larry has become Lana. Lana. Yeah, and And the subject matter for this movie which reminds me in some way of Steve Henge's what is a movie from the early 90s that we might have seen at the Angelica, maybe Orlando. Sebastian
3: Cole. It reminds me. Or no,
1: Orlando, where someone was changing genders over vast periods of time.
3: Oh, I think that that is Orlando. See, I don't think. Tilda Swinton.
1: Yeah. Are
2: people changing genders as much as just morphing into, oh, are the guys and girls switching in the different generations too? I I didn't notice. I don't know. To me, it reminded me more of The Fountain than anything.
1: Maybe so. That's
3: what the trailer reminded me of was The Fountain. And I like the fountain. Not the gender switching, but there's just the, the, time, the time, time periods. The different yeah. time
2: periods, finding each other over and yeah. over again thing. Or
1: um, the Vincent Ward movie, Map of the Human Heart. Do we see that together? We did, yeah. That movie too, maybe not unrelated. Great cast though. I think Cloud Atlas looks good. I'm very interested the, the in it The production design
2: sure. is fucking incredible. When it opens up at like minute three of that eight minute fucking trailer or yeah. whatever, <laughs> it's, it's kind of mind blowing though. It's really, yeah. really
3: cool. So I ha- I, the other day I was looking through channel's Sunday, when I was, you know, exhausted from our dive, and the Matrix was on, which I haven't seen in years, and how did it hold up? It it holds up. I mean, it's the first one. The first one, yeah. The second, third one, I don't know, but the first one, it's it's still a very fun,
2: you know, well done movie. I just feel like it's tainted by fucking fifteen years of hot topic at this point. Like it's just so nineties. Yeah, but if you take
3: it, if you take it for what it is and get rid of all the your the baggage, it's actually it holds it's some great performances i mean i love huh. hugo we hugo weaving or yeah is the bad guy um huh. you know kenner reeves is actually tolerable and uh lawrence fishburne's great huh. um and the, the the visuals of that movie for the time still hold up today is quite i agree interesting.
1: i think it's a masterpiece okay we're moving into november now because guess what we're retitling this episode Fall movie preview.
2: We should retitle it, Fuck, fuck Yeah, Pyramid Head. What was it? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> Bring, all I'm all about the pyramid head. It should be episode 41. I'm all about the pyramid head.
1: No, I think we should call it Fall Movie Preview. Okay. All right, so. But yeah, I mean, uh, so
3: we're in that whole list. you have got now. maybe three or four possible Oscar contenders.
1: Well, there are, there might be other titles that, that don't pop. Well, what? Timothy Green, obviously. That no, in bold that's, that's not here. an Oscar contender. Dude, come on.
2: Jennifer Garner is going to take it for the take All it right, home. So Friday,
1: November twenty, November two, the Man with the Iron Fist, don't, Russell Crowe movie. Don't know that. Don't know that. Co-starring RZA. So I think we kind of know what it is.
2: Oh, did you just pronounce RZA? RZA. <laughs> yes, I did. That's
1: awesome. Because I'm W H I T E. It took me a minute
2: for a second. I was like R Z. I thought it was like an Asian actress named like R Z A
1: W H I T E. <laughs> That's a RZA movie. Did RZA direct that one? H O N K I E. <laughs>
2: Riza's awesome. Riza was Riza spent old. Riza spent all of Kill Bill one and two with Quentin being taught how to direct movies, and then Quentin like produced his for, like. Oh really? And he RZA's, directed like, this one. I, I don't know if he directed this one, but he's directing one this year. RZA, I can't look. Riza's a uh, Quentin protege. Protege.
1: Okay. Opening opposite that is Wreck-It Ralph, the eight-bit that looks amazing. thing From Disney. that's my fucking movie of the in year in three D. Flight, directed by Robert Zemeckis with Denzel, John Goodman, and Kelly... Which Reilly. is actually a pretty good trailer. I agree. Um, there's a movie co-starring Kylie Minogue. I'll skip right over that.
2: What if it's Street Fighter 2?
1: Not yet. <laughs> Friday, November 9, Skyfall. Did we all see the new trailer? Yeah, it's good. Second trailer getting better. Second trailer is
2: way better. Way I was better. actually... No, I'm excited. I'm excited, yeah. excited now for the better. first
1: time. Second trailer was great. Totally. Um... Opens opposite Lincoln. Ooh. Now, that's, here's what's
2: interesting. That's Liam Neeson or Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis?
1: Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, Tommy Lee Jones, and Sally Field. Here's what's Spielberg? interesting. Yes. It's opening limited, and then it goes wide the next week. There have already been, we're into November now, there have already been two teasers, wow. technically, teaser one and teaser two for Twilight. Two teasers for Skyfall. Nothing for Lincoln. Nothing. Nothing.
2: One picture of Daniel Day-Lewis what's sitting up? on a table. Looking like, like Lincoln.
1: Whenever, whenever they're ready. Does
2: it even matter though? That's fucking. He's got the Oscar,
1: right? Not necessarily. If he doesn't have the performance in the in the movie. Do you it? think he doesn't have the performance? Well, it's The question Daniel is, Day can, Lewis. even
2: if he has a great performance, Did he get the,
1: the Oscar movie's for bad. Games of New York. No.
2: Who got it though?
3: It was I don't supporting. Know. I'm just saying,
1: it's like Daniel Day Lewis is.
3: Yeah, he's only one for. Uh, the, Did he name, get it for there in, will be blood? The name, uh, no, in the name of the, in the name
1: in the name in of my the left author. my
3: left foot. My left. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. My left foot, not the name of the father. Right. Right
1: um friday november 16 twilight uh murray and cotillard movie and anna karenina good luck um wednesday november 21 red dawn is finally coming out bullshit. three years later
0: bullshit
1: from mgm um rise of the guardians it's animated it's a cartoon yeah, right
2: yeah oh that's gonna be awesome it's the owls right? is it the owls no no yeah. no 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 this one is uh the easter bunny the tooth fairy Santa Claus and one Ooh. other mythical creature fighting. Oh, that's kind of good. This actually looks really good. Really? The Dreamworks thing. No, the the, other, the owl thing is dead. Okay. They,
1: they, <laughs> they, Legends they, of the Guardian, was yeah. that? that opening was the a, o- opening office of, of those oh. two, though, is Life of Pi by Ang Lee. <laughs> what a weird fucking trail. Yeah. Everybody's all about it, though. Everyone's oh, no. out they of see fucking it.
2: mind. They want a sky whale. I was into it when Jean-Pierre Genot was directing it. I don't I don't know that I'm down so the boy in the boat with the tiger. Tiger. And the yeah. book is amazing. I just don't I was always like how the fuck do you make that into a movie? Apparently you, you made it
1: into a great movie, probably. You That's make, my guess. It's
2: weird Peter Jackson um lovely bones, bones shit. That's yeah. what it looks or like. Or it doesn't work. Or what dreams may come. That's what it looks like.
1: Yeah. And then Friday, November thirty, rolling into the Thanksgiving weekend, in theory, I guess. Or no. After. Wednesday November twenty one is rolling into the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh Friday, November thirty is Universal Soldier: Day of Reckoning.
2: There's a new Universal Soldier,
1: apparently. Is it Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell.
3: Jean Claude Van Damme and Dolph Jean-Claude. Lundgren. Oh, I'm thinking yeah, it's soldier. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> Is it Jean Claude Van Damme? Well, and no, that Dolph was Lundgren? that was the
3: Universal Soldier. The first one was Jean Claude and uh, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, who's this one?
1: It's I'm sure it's Jean Claude one of those Van Damme <laughs> and Dolph Lundgren.
2: In the third one too.
1: In I'll see one. that. Oh, yeah.
2: that's what he's saying. They're back. Oh, really, they are. Yeah, they're back. Oh, okay. oh dude, I'll watch that. Yeah.
1: And a movie called The Frozen Ground with Nicolas Cage and John Cusack. And that gets us to December. And December is really... That's not fall. The holiday movie preview. So where, we'll have to save where that was, for another where issue. Where was our
2: Hobbit b- friend in there?
1: That's the Hobbit summer. is in December. I thought it was November. No, sir. Okay. No, sir.
2: Plus, we'll have you'll have a lot of Hobbit for the next few years. So don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, we're going to have three times the they're Hobbit now for three th- times the really fun. You really think
2: they're going to stop at three?
1: Yes. <laughs> they have to. I, you would hope so, right? They will.
2: Now, it's three movies too... Like, is that too
3: much? Do you really need three movies for The Hobbit? For a
2: book, it's 120 you really need it. pages, yes. It's the shortest. by. It's, it's, and I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but I don't know what the fuck they're going to do for three right? movies. Right? It's, t- it's yeah. too much. And they're all going to be three-hour movies, so I don't know how you get nine hours out of Bilbo. And okay. again,
1: the thing for me is, much like the original Lord of the Rings trilogy or the the films made from it, you have to. you have to have... These movies each have to have like sixty-five to seventy-five percent Tolkien, and there's uh, USDA prime Tolkien, and only like fifteen to twenty-five percent Hamburger Helper. But they
2: are—they're gonna—they're ravaging. And you can't- Ra- it's got
1: to be mostly Tolkien. They are. or You the, get in trouble.
2: They're ravaging the appendices. They'll take every unpublished short story he ever wrote. That's what they're doing for this third movie. It sounds like, yeah. he, like he keeps the appendices were the thing at the end of Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, yeah, yeah. which was like another three hundred pages of random stories. That's where Arwen came from, and that's where, right. That's where the um, Viggo Mortensen, uh, Liv Tyler love story came from another story called Baron and Luthien. So they've taken stuff. They've cherry-picked a little bit. It sounds like they're going to just dump it all into this third movie. It sounds Interesting.
1: I, well, maybe this third movie will snug up right against it. It'll connect it the first two Hobbit movies with will. the first Lord of the Rings it definitely movie. definitely will.
2: That's what I'm thinking.
1: And then you'll have a six-movie epic. Which is right? cool. It's just like six Star Wars movies. Let's hope these are better than the new Star Wars. Movie. I would assume so, <laughs> yeah. right? Is it, There's is always it, a danger in going... And the expression is going, going back to the well. Is
2: it, uh, is it 70 millimeter danger. that he's shooting in? No, this is the 40... Is it 44? 48 frames per yeah. second. 48 which, frames per second, which is scaring a lot of people and looks weird. Yeah. It's yeah. too ultra real. It's like, you know, you, don't, you have no depth of field. He's telling it's us like we're like not used sofa. to it yet, so that's why we don't like it. Did yeah. you hear that, that yes. line of logic?
1: Yeah, I heard. I also heard that um, after the... You would have to say um, unsuccessful exposure of that footage in that frame rate at Cinecon in Vegas. Um, that the bottom line coming out of that experience for them was that um, all of the exhibitors, the AMC's, the Cinemarks, the Regals, were asked to buy, you know, the Magic Box, and um, they all bought. That's what McKellen said, so it is they all bought the box, all right, so we'll see, um, you, I guess yeah, I mean, we will see, we will see. I mean, I like to think that you can't you can't release a movie of that scope, and when I mean scope, I don't just mean you know visual scope or whatever, I mean you can't release a movie with a cultural oomph of the Hobbit or a Star Wars movie or frankly a Twilight movie on twelve screens. You have to release it on like four thousand runs, so called runs. Yeah. So my sense is it's it's gotta be like three D in a way, and that if I just opt on Friday when we're going out to see it that night to fucking go see it in thirty five millimeter with the usual twenty four frames per second that there'll be all kinds of theaters. Like, you know, is, is the, the United Artists La Cunada, which is now owned by Regal? Are they really going to buy a box for that theater, which is not a, a top-grossing theater for that right. circuit, when it's, or am I just going to be able to go see a 35 print?
3: And it's also not just one box; it's like opting it's, out of 3D. One I box for it. each each screen. Yeah. So you're gonna you can possibly have a theater yeah. where you go like go to the arc light, You have a choice; you can watch it in 3D. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with 48 the frames, you yeah. can watch it in 35 millimeter, yeah. no 3D, with not the. I mean, so you're gonna have two, three different options of the way to watch this movie. But there have to be because there's no way that all these exhibitors, not these smaller independent. Theaters. Bought,
1: there's yeah.
2: no way every single movie theater on the on the country, which 4, is four thousand boxes. Wh- there's which no is way, probably, it's going to play in like what ninety percent of houses in the country. Absolutely. Right. Do we? Do you have a general count of how many movie theaters are in the country?
1: Uh, no. Like but I can tell screens you, for on instance, floor, with it's with, huge. with any of these movies, with any of these big titles, they always go out on as many runs, like four thousand screens immediately. So let's 4, say there might be right. five thousand in
2: total
3: in the yeah, country. Possibly,
1: there's yeah, no it's way there's no way. There's no fucking way. Which is fine by me. I mean, again, my beef with 3D at this point is usually when you have to it's less about opting to see something in 3D or 2D for the first time you're you're going to see it than it is for me about like, well, no, I'm going to go see it at its at its intended brightness extent. level. Yeah. For me, it's all about brightness level. It's like, do I do I want to go see it in 3D tonight because the for me the that question asked another way is do I want to go see that half as bright tonight for the first time or do I want to see it at regular brightness and then I'll go back in a week and see it half as bright with 3D? That's the grand problem for me with 3D is it's so fucking dark. I don't know.
3: I, I, I find that with conversion, but if a movie is intended and shot in 3D, I don't find that to be as big a problem. That's
1: interesting. I always do the thing. There's not a you know there's not one movie that i 3d movie that i've gone to where at some point during the you know, theater and usually the a few guy. points i don't just lift the glasses yeah. up to see what the contrast is so i don't know we'll see what he's got in store i mean so far the trail you know the initial teaser trailer for the hobbit was excellent and then inexplicably they released trailer 1.1 over the weekend which has like yeah it's exactly the same trailer but has a few new shots hmm. which is sort of like why you know? So, I mean, weird. Anyway, I guess that's it. Steve, on Twitter, you are five states.
3: Actually, no, I'm uh, Steven Hinches at five states. Yeah.
1: At, well, God. which is it, Steve? Oh, God, I don't even know. It's on Twitter, you don't know. I don't know. On Twitter, I'm Jack <laughs> underscore Morrissey, two R's and two S's. Also, team underscore Jack. We're on Facebook. Look for the Kyle Cummings illustration. We're on Tumblr. We're on Pinterest. We're at teamjack.com. We have episode guides now that, that are unfucking believable
3: Yeah, those those girls do a great job.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Those girls were all very enamored of you, Steve Henges. <laughs> I think this is the first time you've been back on the show since that party. Yeah. Um, it was a
3: lot of fun. I was actually really... Those, it was very interesting. And those those ladies are... We'll
1: run a little long, Matt Very Cohen. interesting. Yeah, yeah what I was really your experience br- of all that overall? Yeah, you
3: know, it was... I wasn't quite prepared for it. And, you know... What I admired about him was that Colin,
1: you were also here.
3: These are women from all over, all over yeah. the country, and yeah, some, some out of the country that all connected through this love of this common thing. Twilight, Yet, yeah. And now they're like they're genuinely like really tight, good friends, and yeah. um, it was nice to see that. And That's awesome. It dude. was, re, you know, I. It's I like
1: being kids again with yeah. kids, kids down the street who some kids are into baseball, and so you, I never got close to them. The kids who are also. Like into Star Wars became my friends because it gets back to that essential thing and like of being a human being or whatever. Like, well, who? What are you interested in? Right. Well, so now who are you interested in? You're interested in other people that are interested in the same shit you're into. Right. Totally.
3: No. So I I really enjoy it, and they all very different yet very interesting and very personable like i'm not yeah. the most social person and so right. especially coming into a party i'm kind of moving around by myself and they right. just like hey come come talk to us right and we're very open and just very easy to talk to and just had great stories and right. you know and i kept saying okay now you know this is the last movie the no more books what what's next and yeah that's a sad question i think for them because it's, yeah, like it it forms is. it's such a, a really sad tight question it's only
1: starting to get sad yeah. and we'll Will get progressively more sad as November sixteenth approaches um, for the just to put this in context, this is just a small gathering that I had here at the house the night before comic con opened for uh, members of the team Jack Twitter team who look after both my Twitter handles um, those members of uh, those members of the team who Traveled into Southern California to attend the last Twilight activities at San Diego Comic Con. I had them all up to the house since Bill Condon was in London scoring Part Two. Um, I could have other human beings here at the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Come when you finish smoking, you have to come back in and give us your impressions. Have we had? But we have podcasted since Comic Con, right? I'm yeah, you out you, of it. you
3: you podcasted from Comic Con. And then, yeah, and then
1: since no, yeah, that was like thirty something.
3: So yeah, you've had a few podcasts since then. But
1: wow, it's oh, so yeah. weird. That's right, right. and Eric Odom. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was. That We've was had great. A few.
3: Yeah, you've had a few. It's been a while.
1: That was great. Are you going to come down and visit Tent City in November? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you never did that last year, right? No,
3: I was out of town. Yeah, you
1: have to tap into that. It's a, I feel it's a once in a lifetime yeah, experience, and for us, it's lucky enough to be twice in a lifetime. Yeah. But to see that level of fandom interacting interacting so aggressively with the movie itself is like
3: it really is in it's, the form
1: of camping out and yeah. waiting for you know the red carpet to get unfurled, so you know they've got just even a shot at getting an autograph or yeah. getting themselves in a picture with their favorite Cullen or whatnot. It's a lot of fun. I mean, they, yeah. they,
3: it's they bring a
2: lot of excitement to it.
1: Totally. Which is good. Colin, oh, you have it? anything to add as you rub your eyes? I'm sleepy.
2: No. Uh, I'm sleepy. No, they were great. And I got to hang with them more at, at the convention. Yeah. It was always fun to check in with the gals out online at like four in the morning when I was on yep. my way to the
1: hospital. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're great. I uh, I like them. Awesome. They do good stuff. They do great work. All right. And team And the pizza Jack.
2: was awesome. That was the best pizza party of all time. What's that? The pizza at the party. Officially the best pizza party of all time. Here? Oh, here? Yeah. The pizza you got. From Moza. The, oh, yeah. That was, it was the most Moza I've ever seen in my life. M-O-Z-Z-A. It was Moza. It was like a small country On Highland. ransom in fucking Moza. Well, you, the had best the, pizza you had the ever. sprinkles cupcakes too, right?
1: I did. Yeah, it was insane. So, it's it was, so not a Team Jack gathering if there that. isn't yeah. sprinkles. For sure. <laughs> for sure.
2: It was worth its weight in pizza.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there we are. Team Jack episode... 41. 41. Fall movie preview, out.
0: has been a production of smodco internet radio prepare to be smotivated by smodcast.com's guru of gab kevin smith pick up his new book tough shit life advice from a fat lazy slob who did good available now in hardcover enhanced digital and audiobook learn who inspired kev and be inspired to follow your dreams It's like a Tony Robbins seminar on steroids, and with a lot more fucking profanity. Neil Gaiman says, I suspect at that Kevin Smith is what all gods and demons aspire to be. And Tim Burton says, I certainly would never read anything written by Kevin Smith. Pick up Tough Shit! Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good by Kevin Smith. Available every goddamn
1: where.